You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Alhamdulillah, pertinence are punctuated. A segment uh, that gets us uh, straight after the Isha Azan. And uh, we start off with our very own Sheikh Shoei Maida, who is a Medina University graduate. He's also an alim. He's also a powerful uh, businessman. And uh, mashallah, he appears on many platforms and uh, being a motivational speaker on uh, you know, to students and so forth in the Islamic world. Sheikh Shoei Maida, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, tell me how you're doing this fine, uh, beautiful uh, evening, uh, Ya Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my beloved brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the dear listeners of Marqaz al-Sahaba this evening, the voice of Al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. Alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah. What a beautiful day. Allah is taking care of us. And uh, yes, it's just a matter of us, uh, you know, as you had that uh, beautiful show last week about signs, that we just need to be opening our eyes and seeing what is happening around us. Because really, Allah is there and he's indicating to us that he's very great and he's showing us uh, that he can do whatever it feels like doing. So we need actually to make sure we find a way to survive within the signs that Allah is showing us in confinement with the Sharia and the Sunnah of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Shaf. Yeah, as you said, uh, that is such an important thing, getting our priorities right. And, you know, we uh, also know that we're living in a Darul Harb, in an environment uh, where, you know, we can notice uh, that everything around us is uh, being, uh, you know, captured uh, by the world of Jahiliya. It seems as if people are going back to Jahiliya. Um, uh, the uh, tribes of Koma Luz are coming to the fore, uh, those uh, that, uh, you know, cause uh, mayhem in the dunya, they're all coming to the fore. And it's only the deen that we have uh, that can keep us on the straight and narrow and uh, protect us from all these things uh, that's happening. Uh, and, uh, you know, we all look at uh, uh, the uh, topic this evening that uh, we have uh, chosen. And it's a very pertinent one. It's an important one. The topic, the challenges facing a Muslim in South Africa and uh, the challenges are many because you look around them, uh, there's hijacking, uh, there's robbery, there's murder, uh, you know, name it, everything is happening here, you know, and uh, the types of laws are, that are being uh, passed in this country, uh, you know, most of them going against divine decree, going against the teachings of the Noble Quran blatantly. No, the whole world is uh, going against uh, the teaching of a divine decree where, you know, things, uh, if you oppose these laws and then you oppose these sins that were perpetrated in the Quran many, many years ago, you know, thousands of years ago, the people that perpetrated these sins, the whole community was destroyed because they did it. But here, there are laws being passed by governments that if you oppose these laws and if you are not, uh, if you do not conform, you'll be uh, persecuted, uh, you'll be ostracized and uh, put into jail sometime or, you know, taken out of the equation. Sheikh Shoei Maida, I mean, you can see that how quickly and how forcefully this is being, uh, or this agenda is being pushed forward. Uh, your thoughts on that, Sheikh Shoei Maida? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, Shaf, you need uh, a sad reality actually for us like, to comprehend. You know, as you said, there's a lot of uh, bylaws that are being passed, which is a more to push us away uh, from our way of living according to the Sunnah and, uh, and the Sharia and the rest of that. You know, you get uh, a lot of issues, Shaf, you talk about LGBT, you know, way by actually that is coming also into uh, conformity now in our, in our, in our, in our, in our society where you 
you have to respect this, you have to allow that, you know, which to me, certain things like that are not much of a problem to us simply because also at the same time, as much as laws are being passed, some bylaws being passed, we still have actually uh, the freedom of worship and uh, which actually uh, keeps us still in touch with our sunnah and our sharia because uh, certain things we can do within that conformity of the law to say there's freedom of worship and um, you're doing whatsoever it says is right, it is right. You cannot, ch- you cannot change the sharia. You know, we're talking uh, one day, you know, with uh, some friends uh, at work and they're actually asking me to say, you know, you being a Muslim, how do you feel about the situation now that, you know, you have to have this LGBT, you have to respect everybody and there's that open, open mosque in Cape Town and the rest of that. You know, it's quite a kind of interesting kind of conversation you have with people. And uh, they ask, what do you take of us? I said, listen, for me, on my side, what I'll say is uh, my religion has got set rules. And these set rules cannot be actually broken. You have to follow those rules. So religiously, I'll follow what the religious rules are saying about, about me, how I live. And if I go against it, it's not about religion. And there's no way I can compromise about the religion. So when it comes to this gay and lesbianism, in Islam, it is not allowed. This period, the religion says the subject and os- and the object have actually to be uh, to have to, have to be chopped off the heads. That's actually the the ruling of the religion. So that is what the religion says. It's a divine kind of religion that God has given. They say, but why is it's a kind of barbaric? You know, it's not really a kind of barbaric. If you look at an example, let's give an example. If Adam alayhi salat was married to Ibrahim. Alayhi salatu wasalam was married to Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam. What was going to happen? You know, I mean, that, that means the whole chain of actually bringing about uh, the generation of human beings was not going to be there. So there was a good reason why the Almighty chose Adam, alayhi salatu wasalam, and gave him awa so that we can have the production of human race. And that is period, and that is what we see today, and it's a reality. So I cannot go and change that because a certain individuals feels is good for them to do homosexuality and the few is good about it. And yet, you got clean uh, indications and signs both in the Bible and the books uh, of uh, all that believe in God, including the Quran, where it talks about the story of uh, Sodomy and Gomorrah, where actually uh, the people wake up side for practicing homosexuality. So why should I swap today, compromise my religion, say, no, I think we live in different worlds, so I have to allow this and get this to happen. I said, on that note, I'll never be able to do that, because this is what the religion says, and if the religion says that, I'm nobody to change the rules in the region. I'm a human being to follow the regulations of what the region say. If I don't follow it, so I cannot push it and make it part of my religion. There's no way my religion is to accept that, that we must live together with people that actually are practicing that kind of uh, uh, life. And we go in the same mosque and pray with them in the same mosque. Unless they repent and they choose to go back to Allah to say they want to do that again. That's the only time I could actually be comfortable to be around people like that. But as far as my religion is concerned, with the freedom of worship, I think on this one, I actually I, I, I erase everything into my religion. And what my religion says is what I am going to follow, regardless of what. That I'll never change. I won't compromise. So, I mean, it was a good conversation in the sense, some of them were saying, oh, you're right. I mean, if it was the same, uh, you're saying, you know, Adam get married to Abraham. Definitely no one, not you and me, were going to be here. And we could, we could not have been discussing this kind of uh, topics today because there was no need for it. But now because somebody, somewhere along the line, they chose to actually go against uh, the nature's way. 
And now this is what is happening. So we mustn't allow people to come and bring certain things, ideologies that they're against a human way of living, and we must endorse it because, you know, we have to be part of society. Yes, we can actually uh, overlook it because we cannot use Sharia. We are under, actually, we, we, are, we are small, you know, a minority, but in our religion, let's follow the rules and obey them and live by that. And we avoid the people that are practicing this kind of uh, behavior. And I would say I would not even invite to my house people that I know they practice that kind of behavior. Because in short, I'm telling my children I'm endorsing this. So I will not endorse it based on my religion beliefs. And nobody can stop me practicing my religious beliefs in this uh, system we live in because there is that clause of freedom of worship, Shaf. Yeah, well said, the Sheikh Shuaib And uh, the point is Allah created Adam and Eve. They didn't create Steve and Steve. And yeah, I mean, a greater conversation you're having. And I was just watching uh, that uh, in America, there's a phosphorus move against all this, uh, you know, this education where the books actually that are at, put in school libraries. You're talking about a primary school. And it's so explicit. It's uh, tantamounts to pornography. And, uh, you know, they're trying to teach uh, the children to do the wrong things. But in uh, states of America where there's a... Uh, Majority Muslim population, they have taken on the school governing bodies. And it was also uh, noted that, that there are many Christian groups that also join the Muslim groups in opposing this type of education. And uh, and in most cases, uh, they, they uh, the school governing bodies uh, uh, dissolve the meetings uh, because, oh, no, it's too rowdy and you're not allowing us to have a healthy one. You don't need a healthy discussion because these issues have been uh, you know, dealt with extensively both in the Quran and also the Bible is explicit about these stories. But uh, Sheikh Shuaimaida, you know, living as a Muslim in South Africa, and uh, what we notice is, uh, you know, uh, the challenges that faces uh, uh, the people of South uh, South Africa and we as a citizen. And <coughs> South Africa is in the midst of an energy crisis that is causing great hardship. A uh, spate of violent uh, crimes is heightened. Uh, fear and insecurity in communities, as I said earlier on, kidnappings and, uh, you know, ch children and uh, uh, gender-based violence and so forth. Uh, as Muslims, as Muslims, uh, you know, our, you know, very rarely, I, I, very rarely do you find Muslims succumbing to these scenarios or behaving in that manner. But around you have, you have this uh, pool of uh, unsavory behavior what do we do, you know, as a alim, as someone uh, that, you know, talks to people, that motivates people, and you, uh, you know, living uh, as a South African a Muslim, what goes through your mind, uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida? You know, Shafa, it's very interesting, I mean, to bring issues, which actually is a sad reality, as we said earlier, on that, you know, we live in this uh, kind of scenario where actually safety is compromised, uh, not only safety, look at even food safety is compromised, uh, water safety is compromised. I mean, everything is compromised. And living in those kind of environments, Shaf, as a Muslim, you know, definitely if you look at there isn't much that we could do on this uh, uh, kind of uh, instances whereby actually we create a or device a certain module to run with. I mean, all the modules were created for us, I mean, uh, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and perfected by Nabi Muhammad where he says to us, 
I've been only brought forward just to complete and perfect the character of the human being. So actually, if we learn from the best of the best, we even allowed says to us, you have been given to you the best role model Nabi Muhammad If we emulate him, emulate his teachings, and how we live with society and bring that kind of love to the society and show them uh, through uh, reading by example on how Islam is all about. Definitely these issues are going to be easy to be actually dealt with because firstly, if you have the best of behavior, the best of character, people actually have trust in you and they can talk to you. You must remember most of the issues that are happening now, we can uh, plant it to psychological issues. And the plan moving to psychological issues based on, as well on the governments, the way they operate around us today, whereby, I mean, instead of creating job uh, securities for the people and the rest of that, they're all busy looting whatsoever is there. So which means the masses got nothing left, but only those in power, they got everything. You know, we're just going through the papers uh, the past few days where they say, you know, the ministers and the rest of that, you know, they're sitting healthy and I mean, they're earning quite a lot of taxpayers' money. At the end of the day, they don't even pay for lights. They don't even pay for water and even getting more allowance from the taxes that we pay. So, I mean, this shows you the great uh, part of inequality that is there. So now it becomes a career. It's no more uh, way saving the government becomes uh, the way where you're going to save the people and make sure the people are taken care of. It's a career where you earn a living for yourself and then you qualify for free water, free lights, more allowances and the rest of that. Two accommodation places, wherever you want, you can have two houses, wherever, or stay in expensive hotels. You've got uh, uh, the whole security fraternity around you and the rest of that. I mean, it is so sad. So, I mean, only if we come back and practice the deen the same way that it was brought back to us by Allah Ta'ala and the way our Nabi Sallallahu lived through it. Definitely, Shaf is easier for us. So as I said, we do not to create a new module for that, but we need to reinvent the wheels that were put there already. Let's go back to those basics. And once we have that, show the people we are for the people and we love the people and would like to work with the people and actually guide the people to do good, Shaf, these things can become easier. As I said, firstly, if we become role models of the people, where we talk to them, you know, people have access to us as Muslims, as Alims, where we can have a decent conversation with the people and not actually isolating ourselves from them. You know, remember Nabi Sassam was saying to the entire universe, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا Rahmatan lil alameen, I sent you to show a message to the entire creation that Allah has created. But now the moment, Shaf, we start isolating ourselves from them, calling them gairukoms and the rest of that, and whatsoever name we call them, you know, then there is no way they're going to understand lean and, and learn how to be good people because we, who's got the best information, the best knowledge, are actually keeping that knowledge away from them. And comes Qiyamah day as well, we have to pay a price for that. Because they'll come back and say, Allah, they knew everything. They never gave us a chance to listen or they never spoke to us just to give us a hint or what is there to live a good life. So why would you want to punish us and let them go to jungle? So yes, there's a lot of work that has to be done, Sharp. Firstly, is to make sure our characters are back to basics where everybody in those early days, Sharp, remember, our Nabi Sallam and his uh, companions, they never went door to door, knocking door to door to spread the deen. But the character that they learned from the Quran and the teaching of Nabi Sallam is the one that brought the people towards the deen. When the people looked at Muslims, they saw safety, a sign of safety. When they looked at Muslims, they saw salamat. When they looked at Muslims, they saw faces of comfort. So if we can give that back, 
you know, to our societies and our communities, Shaf, most of the problems can be easily resolved. Yeah, absolutely, Sheikh Shoimaiza, and also uh, the uh, president has uh, heard the pleas and cries of the public, and they disgust at what these uh, ministers and deputy ministers were getting, you know, free electricity, free water, free servants, free this, and he's uh, subsequently... He uh, retract all that and he said, no, no, that won't apply anymore. Now, you know, you look at the South African, the, uh, you know, the, the unemployment remains the biggest concern. And uh, stats recently published in uh, the South African employment statistics uh, for the fourth quarter uh, showed at least uh, 35.3%. Uh, is, uh, you know, is uh, quite a high rate of uh, people or uh, of South African uh, youngsters being unemployed. And it is said that we have one of the highest uh, unemployment rates in the in, uh, in, in the world. And despite it, uh, you look at South Africa as a natural wealth, the country nevertheless faces a number of socioeconomic challenges, which, uh, as we uh, alluded to earlier on, high, high uh, unemployment, poverty, social inequality, uh, limited access to public services. And, you know, these difficulties continue to engulf South Africans and have an impact of a quality of life and uh, uh, the econo- uh, economy and, uh, you know, you look at it uh, collectively. But uh, then uh, many have this other argument uh, that they say that uh, generally uh, the uh, South Africans and uh, especially the youth now, they have uh, this uh, culture of in, in uh, entitlement, they call it. They go to universities and, uh, you know, they get uh, uh, these, these loans from, uh, from, from, from government or the uh, uh, you know, the Minister of Education or the Department of Education gives them these loans. Uh, they use the money not on, on the studies, but they use it on uh, uh, themselves, uh, you know, buying uh, uh, luxury items or wasting the money, parting their lives away. And uh, generally, when uh, at a university, they, it's more like having uh, a whale of a time and, uh, you know, forgetting the studies. And uh, most of them, most of them fail the first year. And they allowed a chance for a second year and they failed the second year. In other words, millions or maybe billions of rands is going down the drain. And then on the other hand, you find uh, that uh, generally uh, the South African youth are generally lazy. They want everything on a plate or they want to have handouts. And you can see that when it comes to pensions and the SASA cards and all uh, so much of uh, irregular activities taking place there, uh, that uh, they did defrauding the government. Government itself has, uh, you know, uh, ministers and has uh, uh, SIUs and has uh, other, you know, and the, the, the PPEs and all, uh, looting the coffers of the government uh, resources. Where do we stand now, Sheikh Shoei Maida? You know, Amadi that uh, Rehmullah said, the congregation deserves uh, the uh, priest and the priest deserves the congregation. Who's doing what wrong here, Sheikh Shoei Maida? Can you work this out for me? It's a chef is uh, actually a very uh, delicate situation to deal with, you know, most especially, as you said now, you know, we've got through uh, what the media is saying about Sasa, actually the employees defrauding Sasa, actually 23 million and the rest of that. So it tells you the road comes from within, you know. And then you talk about our public service going down, Chef. You know, as long as our own people that are meant to take the care of the people do not attend uh, to those public services. You know, as long as they get the same taxpayers' money and put in the kids in high schools, 
you know, that are very well protected and the rest of that. As long as they do not go to Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi Hospital in Phoenix, they don't go to uh, uh, the one at uh, Eddington Hospital, King George, they go to private hospital staff. There's no way these facilities are going to be upgraded to the maximum that, you know, people can benefit a lot from there because it's none of their concern. And, you know, they're sitting there on a disguise that we're taking care of the communities and yet they're not doing it. So when you look at the students, when they do the same thing, where they get money from NASFAS, instead of using it for education, they use it to buy fancy, pity things that do not last for them. You know exactly where it is coming from, Sharp. So the rot is coming from within. It's not coming from outside. So the government has got a lot of work to do, Sharp, in this instance, because, you know, if you get your own officials start contradicting themselves, and I mean, you get people that actually uh, have been convicted of uh, crimes and they're still running for positions to compete even with the president and the rest of that. You know, I know there's a notion that we say not, uh, uh, you know, uh, we say what innocent until proven guilty. But, you know, there's a certain thin lines that can be seen clearly. So if the government cannot put foot, foot, the foot down, in order to distinguish between right and wrong, shove this road is going to carry on and it's going to go on forever and forever and there won't be any change. And they said, you know, employment late, uh, unemployment late sit around uh, 45%. That is a disaster because you must remember when people are not employed, you know, it's a big problem. Everybody wants to put food on the, ta food on the table. And, you know, those times where you could say people could go and steal by choice, you know, which means they choose to go and steal. But now it comes to the moment where actually stealing will, come be, will be there by default because people got nothing to do. They got no work. They got no food in the house. And what happens next? You have to attack the certain person. Next person is next to you if they got food stuff. So you can have access to the food. So there is a lot of work that we have, we have to do. And I know, Alhamdulillah, Shah, as Muslims, Allah has blessed us quite a lot. You know, significantly, we do uh, the best for human race. You know, let's look at a, a good example. Let's look at uh, a gift of the givers, Alimdad Foundation, uh, Sons of Jamiat. You know, let's look at all organizations that are around us. The good work they do, you know, dispatching the zakat, Linda and the rest of that to the people. I mean, that actually they're doing quite a lot, which the government should have been doing. You know, if the government stood up, you know, with a minority of us as Muslims, say, let's work in charity together and reach out to the masses, Shaf will never have a big problem. And I'm sure there could have been a way where some jobs could have been created along the line as well, where people go and assess the situations, the areas where they live or areas where they do not live and find out what can be done to help in the areas. And with the offer of government and the NGOs coming together, Shaf, there can be an improvement that can be made. But as long as you get government officials that will ask you to say, what can you get for me because I need to get it for my people? Instead of saying, I'm in the government, let's see what the government can do for the, for the people. Then, Shaf, we have a big problem. You remember, politics are very dangerous. You know, they you know it's short term, you save in there, and it's a career. So make sure you get whatsoever you can get within that period of time. Because if you lose out in that time, you never know where that when that period will come back to, uh, to you again. So it is a very tricky game. So we need to stand together as the communities, most especially. Take the government to account and show them, lead the way to say, this is what we want to do for our communities. Now you tell us what are you going to do as a government to support the initiative so we get the communities back together, bring skills uh, development to the communities, bring this food uh, security to the communities. And that way, if we do it together, and you know, Islam actually is, is 
teaches us on how to do all these things. Shall we bring our dean in there and our sunnah in there and actually work along with the communities? Definitely, it will be very easy to get the people to the fold of the dean, even if they're not at the fold of the dean, but they'll still be able to understand certain limits that could not be crossed and to understand which lines we have to go in order to get ourselves equipped to be self-sufficient, Shaf. Yes, uh, Sheikh Shoebaza, really uh, incisive indeed. And, you know, we look at uh, uh, these uh, social issues in South Africa. You know, these include uh, the levels of poverty, alcohol abuse and illiteracy and other, you know, contributing factors that come through uh, the physical uh, abuse and, you know, people uh, uh, disrespecting each other. And they don't even know, uh, you know, Tahara, the dirty, uh, they, you know, the uh, behavior where, uh, worse than animals where they relieve themselves on the streets and so forth. And, uh, you know, so, uh, some of the most violated human rights in South Africa, uh, you know, the equi- there were equi- equality complaints and there were unfair labor practices, ongoing lack of access to uh, health, uh, care, water, food and social securities. You can see what's happening to our rivers uh, that has been uh, polluted uh, beyond uh, description. I mean, it's a uh, shocking what we see around and uh, South Africa has uh, performed poorly compared uh, compared to I mean look at uh, Zambia the Zambian uh, currency is worth more than the South African currency which is a big joke uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida and uh, you look at the main reason is that uh, firms have been unable to grow because of uh, what unions are doing uh, striking all the time and as we uh, early on spoke about uh, the electricity uh, compromising uh, many of us uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida when you and I talk, uh, the time really, really literacy literally flies. So, uh, inshallah, perhaps uh, your, you know, your rounding up and your parting words of this evening, uh, Sheikh. I know, Shav, uh, we're living in strange times, uh, which calls upon for us to reform. And reformation in us means going back to the Sunnah and uh, the Quran of Allah. I remember Nabi Sallallahu did mention. Uh, to say I'm leaving two things that if you hold fast to them you never go astray. Uh, the book of Allah Ta'ala and my Sunnah. In telling us about this, actually meant the information that is in the Quran and the Sunnah of Nabi Sallam is what is going to make us stay uh, happy and will never go astray. So if we can hold back to those basics and bring back the din to the uh, our hearts it will be able to take it back to the communities. And once the societies understand and sees the light of the deen in, in us, definitely they'll have uh, to see limits where they cannot go. Because they'll understand, you know, if we do this, it's not right. And this is the reason why it's not right. Islam is the best religion, Shaf. It gave us the no-go zones and why we should not go into those zones. There's explanation to that. So it's not like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. There is a reason why you do not A, B, C, D, F, G. There is reasons to that. So if we can bring all those back to life, Shaf, and whereby we know why this is not done, this is the reason. Why this is done, this is the reason. And then we live in peace and harmony. Forget about a little bickering that we have in the deal. Let's leave that one side. Let's unite, you know, for the sake of the Ummah. You know, remember when Nabi Sallallahu once uh, did actually mention the importance of unity, where he was sitting uh, uh, with his uh, companions and he brought a band of sticks and pulled one stick from there and gave to one companion and said, please break this stick. And uh, easily it was broken, the single one. And when he was given the band of sticks to say, break them, he battled and he could not break, break them. So he said, in unity, there's strength. 
So if we can bring back that unity among us as Muslims, Shaf will never have a problem. And the whole entire universe is just going to follow and see what is right. And once again, Shaf, Jazakallah khairan for choosing the best of topics. Really, I enjoy, uh, you know, being in a show with you. It's a privilege. May Allah to reward you the best, you and your family, inshallah. And the dear listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Allah, Sunnah wal Jamaa. I mean, uh, Sheikh Shui Maida, my duas are also uh, reciprocal. Uh, you make it a pleasurable, uh, you know, broadcast also, ever ready and uh, ready to share your information. And Allah bless you and your family members also, Sheikh Shui Maida. You have a blessed evening ahead and uh, we'll uh, be meeting soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for a break. When you get back, inshallah, Maulana Salim Karim will be joining us on marriages and miscarriages.